sapphics, superheroes, spies, and time-traveling computer games. Yep, what can it be but full 2023? Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify anime. And I, Ruth, stay permanently mystified. Yay, we've got Ruth back. Woo! On loan. <laughs> yes, on loan because she is currently very busy. But this is an episode that I've been looking forward to for a while, but I just haven't had time to do. But the clock is ticking and we're already halfway through the full 2023 anime season. So it needs doing. You say the full or the fall? As in autumn. Oh, so say fall. Fall. We all know that me mispronouncing stuff is one of my things. I'm sorry it happens, especially when I'm tired and b 12 So sorry about that, gang. Um, we've got four brilliant shows to talk about today. They're all crackers. What are they? They are. We're doing them in this order. I'm in love with the villainess. Are you? <laughs> well, I wasn't told about this. <laughs> aren't you the villainess? I mean, you are a bit villainy. And, uh, Rude. <laughs> um, shy. Shy. Spy family. Spy family. I thought we'd already done them. Well, wait, this is the second season. So oh, okay. we'll just okay. have like a fleeting look at Spy Family before going on to the shows that we haven't talked about before. And um, 16-bit sensation, another level. 16-bit no. sensation, another level. Another layer. Is it another Le- level? Another layer. AL. 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 Well, I think it's another layer now I come to think of it. Sorry about that. I mean, it could be worse. I once did an entire episode where I didn't even mention what I was reviewing. So that's good. Wow. Or rather, was that? or rather, I spoke about the programme, but I didn't mention the name of the show, which was oh, a bit... Oh, reviewers are always doing that. Yeah, what can I say? Like, We're... you listen to five minutes of Drek, and then you're like, what was the show again? And oh. you have no idea, and it's lost forever, so you will never know. So, starting with, I'm in love with the villainess. Woohoo! I'm hearing it to I'm in love with an elf. <laughs> Yeah, that was the whole music back at one of my jobs and we turned it into a whole song. It was epic. I'm in love with an elf. Yeah, but, 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 love well, more than any other. We will release the single on TikTok one of these mm. days, I'm sure. So this was a story I was already f- familiar with because I think it was like my last birthday or the one before I got the manga from Forbidden Planet when we were in Leeds or something. Wasn't your last birthday just gone? Be Maybe two, three years ago. Uh, hang on. Going by the... It was one of those times where we, like, pretended that we were on a very important mission just so we could get out of the house. So well, it had been 2021. All the way to Leeds. All the way to Leeds. Remember when we got so cooped in lockdown? Yeah, that's true. Anywho, so it really appealed to me as a premise. So basically, our heroine, Ray... She is an overworked office lady who, in her downtime, plays her favourite video game where it's a dating game and she has to romance the three princes or one of the three princes, but she's not in the slightest bit interested because she is in love with the villainess, Claire Francois. And um, this really resonated with me because when I was young, I hated the fact I was always expected to be straight whenever I was playing a game. Did you make your Sims woohoo? 
Mm-hmm, I did. I always made my Sims do straight sex woohoo. Uh, sorry, not straight sex, uh, same sex woohoo. Well, this is it. Uh, you say woohoo or woohoo. Woohoo. I have no idea. I want some woohoo. But I hated how in the game of life, if you were a woman, you had to have a blue peg in your car to be your future husband. I was like, fuck that. and always put a pink one in. And I really hated how in Dream Phone, you were expected to choose one of these ghastly kind of boy band looking blokes. I just thought, nope, they need to do a gay version of that so i'm totally with ray's predicament so she dies in her own real life and finds what? and th this happens all the time in anime like there's one at the moment where a guy eats some dodgy pork and gets reincarnated as a pig but anyway back to ray she finds herself in... i'm sorry japan sort out your reincarnation <laughs> goals so she finds herself in the game and it's set in a swanky boarding school as is most yuri to be honest it's a computer game right yeah so it's a dating game set in a swanky boarding Hang school. Hang on, a dating game set in a boarding school? Well, what? I didn't choose the storyline anyway. I'm sorry, but I'm not thinking of the chalet school and going, hmm, which one of these do I want to date? <laughs> I don't know, Joey Bettany. I had a bit of a girl crush on her back when I used to read the chalet school. Anyhow, so she is an expert on the game and knows every last thing about it so she basically aces it and she is the complete opposite of Ray Liana and that begs the question why are all these people called Ray and does that mean that I could be a heroine of a game seeing as I'm Rachel I Rach, don't know don't make make sure you don't die and get reincarnated as what was the last thing you ate um custard <laughs> yeah reincarnated as a Yorkshire custard. pudding <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of those. Don't get reincarnated as Yorkshire pudding, folks. So unlike Rayliana, who is terrified that she's destroying the story, Ray is like, nope, I don't care. And she's after Claire, who is a posh, um, chimney-potted-haired blonde. Chimney-potted what? Well, you know how you get those lasses with really elaborate curls? What, you mean like Marge Simpson? She's no! She's got Marge Simpson. Like, is it blue? Really over-the-top blonde ringlets. And because this is a very snobby fantasy world where the nobility rule, I mean, admittedly, that's the case in most places, but never mind. And Ray is of absolutely no family whatsoever. She doesn't really call her by name. She just calls her commoner and just loves bullying her and making fun of her. But Quiet commoner. But Ray loves this. Like one time she stamps on her and Ray's like, do that harder. So as you can imagine, she's really weirded out how she keeps bullying her, but that just seems to make Ray pursue her all the more. I mean, to be fair, that was my pulling technique, right? <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> anyway, so um, Ray is doing her best to pursue Claire. Claire is interested in Thane, one of the princes. Rod, which is a stupid name for a prince, by the way. Hi, I'm Prince Rod. I know, and he's got spiky hair and an I'm earring, sorry, and he's he really full like of himself. He be, I'm going to the gym. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And they've also got a brother called Hugh that her friend Misha has a bit of a thing for. And it's just like, ugh. And they've also got a maid called Lene, who I really liked at first because she's kind of like your archetypal, red-haired, sapic-seeming um, isekai maid. Isekai? Um, as mentioned in other episodes, it's when you find yourself in a fantasy world, as Ray is doing. But going by the way she talked about her brother in the last episode, I'm kind of worried she might be a bit Feecy Andrews about Who, him. No, Lene. She was talking Lene? about... She was talking about her brother, so he was a guy that she had a crush on, which is just... Uh, 
So this has been quite a controversial anime because I absolutely love it. But you get a lot of people saying that they think Ray is a bit full on and creepy um, in her pursuit of Claire. And I just think it's homophobia, to be honest, because you see people acting like this towards their opposite sex crush all the time in anime or other shows for just flirting with her and telling her that she thinks she's hot and she's pretty or whatever and they, they just make such a fuss about it and it just bothers me it's not like she's the little pervy dude in MHA who spies on the girls in the bathroom or anything Ooh. yeah she's not like that and um, another controversy that um, happened was that in one of the early episodes you had a Misha asking Ray whether she was gay and Ray explaining yeah I've never been Are you gay, Ray? <laughs> well, she said, Are you what is known as gay? And Ray was like, Yeah, I've never been in love with a boy. That's like, what I, Are you what I call <laughs> gay? <laughs> Pretty much. Such fun. And yeah. um, <laughs> it's not Miranda. <laughs> anyway, and um, Ray was like, Yeah, I've never been in love with a boy and never will be. And Claire was like, I feel myself to be in some danger from you. And everyone's like, Whoa, Claire, that's a bit homophobic. Whoa, you girl. can't say that. You fancy Thane. How is that different from Ray fancying you? And she actually does go, okay, maybe you have a point. And then when you get two girls walk in about a couple of minutes later and they're making fun of being Ray being a lesbian, then Claire dumps a load of hot tea on them, so, which is a bit OTT. She is tea, tea. Yeah, spilling the tea, literally. I mean, we got offered uh, some, what was it? Uh, pumpkin spice chai magic tea yeah magic tea i mean uh, honestly if, if a tea is supposed to be magic i expect you that when you drink it you either become invisible or you fly or is it mag magic mushroom tea which also brings us on nicely but it was pretty fly pumpkin spice chai oh you deliberately worked that in so you could make that pun didn't you but it's helpful because this well, you know Anyway, this is set in a magical universe. So everybody has magical powers of some. So it's kind of like um, Hogwarts. It's a budding school and they've all got magical Hogwarts powers. if it wasn't created by a hateful turf. And Ray is unusually gifted, especially considering she's a commoner. And I think this is part of the reason why Rod is interested in her. And um, in one of the episodes, they fight a slime monster... Um, which obviously leads to a lot of kind of tentacly moments. Um, <laughs> not not like that. No, 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 no. Not in the way that this an not anime, this podcast is named. Uh, but that means that they end up with a baby slime monster. Which, what? Which, um, a baby slime monster? Yeah. Why, who is... who? Who are the parents? Of well, the exactly. The slime monster got killed and she left behind her baby. Aww. And um, that is now called Relair. So obviously as a mix. Um, You're Relair. As a mix up of Ray and Claire. Air. Yeah. So they now have a little slime monster called Relair. So um, I really enjoy it. They obviously expected um, high things of this anime because it's been dubbed into English straight away. Um, the... I think the artwork is terrific. Um, it's punchy and fast-paced. All of the voice actors are clearly having a great time. And I think it is the best Yuri I've seen this year. So I'm score, a really score, big fan. Score, score on the doors. Apart from obviously the iffiness with Lene and her brother, which obviously hasn't been confirmed hey, yet. Hey, listen, if they want to go a bit half, let them. Uh, 
And um, there, there's going to be a drag cafe episode um, next time. So we're going to see the boys in drag. So that would be quite entertaining. What, do you have to go in drag just to get in a cafe? No, it's because that's the theme. Because they're, they're big on themed cafes in Japan. So you're going to have... Um, Ray and Claire dressed up like butlers and the boys as maids and we have seen the boys as maids in the um, opening title so I'm looking forward to that and the best thing about the opening titles before we move on is that you have it sung as a duet between Claire and Ray so I really like that I think that's a great way of um, introducing their relationship and the whole concept of the show so I would give this show at the moment um, a score of um, 8 out of 10 Okay, so out of five. Yeah, it, it's jolly good. I would recommend it. And that show is called? I'm in love with the villainess. Okay, so show number two. So we're moving on to the next. It's not marketed as Yuri, but it's definitely very Yuri flavoured. There's a flavour? <laughs> And no, that, that's not Minge, no. Oh, um, right. So it's shy. So basically, this is a world where war has finished, but there are still superheroes around to keep so the peace. So does that mean it's Christmas because war is over? <laughs> Very possibly. Mm -hmm. And the thing I want to know is how do they decide who the superheroes are? Because our main character is a girl called Teru, who is the superhero shy. And the whole story begins that she, as her superhero name suggests, is this kind of bashful shutting that blocks blushes when she so much as talks to people she what happens when she farts <laughs> let's not go into that well she has fire powers so maybe it's a bit <laughs> dangerous i don't know anyway um in the first episode she has to um rescue people from a roller coaster but unfortunately it goes wrong and this really cute girl ends up getting badly injured and she feels terrible about it, um, not least because obviously she's ever so slightly sapphic and she kind of got a crush on this girl from the moment she saw her. But this girl turns the out... The sparks literally flew. <laughs> yeah, this girl ends up being in her class. And this is something that I really enjoy about this anime and why it makes a difference from many other superhero anime I've seen, or any superhero story for that matter. She and Aiko... They not only become fast friends, but in the very first episode, she saves Aiko again from Stigma, who is the main villain, who is basically like a really creepy version of Nier in Death Note mm -hmm. with a crap umbrella. Anyway. Um, I mean, Nier is crap anyway. Crap <laughs> umbrella as well. Like, it, it, one that just blows out all the time. Like, he boom. has this power, which means that he kind of draws on the darkness in people's hearts. And he it's real body horror. Like poor Aiko ends up kind of growing claws and bleeding out of her eyes. It's just yeah. really, really creepy. But um, luckily, Terry was able to save him. But she knows that now that Teru is shy and she quite obviously fancies her back. Hmm. So we're not going to have this stupid whole Lois Lane preferring Superman thing because oh, she knows both identities like and it. likes both of them. Well, I what don't. If she's, what, what if she doesn't know that they're both, but like they're sort of like, like likes both? I mean, I like the whole threesome with yourself kind of thing. <laughs> well, enough of your dodgy fantasies. No, not like me having a threesome <laughs> with two of me, like Doctor Who, when she got replicated. No, I mean, like, you know, if you were Lois Lane and you've got Superman, you've got Clark, who's, you know, nice, dependable Clark, but you've got Superman It depends Clark. what version I mean, of which, Superman which it is. Which would you have in which hole? Oh. 
<laughs> anyway, enough of that. So she... Just saying. So, yeah, um, Aiko is kept fully informed of everything that's going on. Oh, oh, by the way, um, Teru has a crazy mentor who is like this boozy Russian called um, Peppershell, only her name is Spirit because she's always drunk on vodka. Okay. So at one point, um, she takes yeah. Teru and Aiko up to the space station, which is where all the superheroes hang out. Of course. And um, these the leader of the superheroes break, is this kind of really hot rather she's hot even though she's got this kind of thing over her face but she's got a very attractive voice called unilord so i really like her she's the leader of the superheroes and um so teru was worried for a while that she wasn't able to use her powers because they were really rude about her on the internet after the rescue of, yeah of aiku went wrong and um, she wasn't able to access her powers, couldn't do anything, etc. So this is where we ended up with a really uncomfortable situation where Unilord was like, you know, we've got to draw out your powers. And the best way to do that is by fighting Stardust. So Stardust is the most famous superhero in their world. He is... He is a, more or less a sociopath that's also a singer and incredibly famous. He looks exactly like David Bowie. Um, his name is Davy Jones, so they're not being subtle wow. about the influence of him. Wow. So you have the very... Na, 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 na. And he is called Stardust after all. So you've got the very uncomfortable experience of them trying to bring out Terry's powers by her being beaten up by, by this David Bowie. Yeah, by this David Bowie lookalike. And obviously it goes well, she doesn't die. He reluctantly concedes that she can carry on being a superhero, but it's like, I don't want to see a teenage girl getting beaten up by David Bowie. Who who came up with this idea? I mean, it's otherwise a very good show, but that bit made me think, Ooh. oh, and I forgot to mention, she has a robot um, sidekick. I think actually all the superheroes have robot sidekicks. And because he looks an awful lot like a prawn, she calls him Shrimpy Sam. So it's like this little robot prong that kind of acts like a disgruntled butler most of the time. So I like Shrimpy Sam. I'm just thinking Pepe the prong going, eh, it's not like my body. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit like Pepe, only kind of like less randy and so forth. Yes, yes, So it is a lovely show. I just like how it focuses on being a teenage girl and being a superhero because I don't think I've seen a show do that before because it does seem to be... I mean, there's been lots of shows about being a teenage boy and a superhero. Exactly. Oh, my God. I've got to see Mary Jane and then I've got to take some photos and like then avenge Uncle Ben's death and then I've got to get my paper in for two. Oh, yes. I've got to beat up all these supervillains and then I've got a math test. Yeah. Math. Math, you know what I mean. But why, why, why do we do that? Why do we in England say maths and Americans say maths? I have no idea. I'm sure somebody will explain it to Mathematics. us. But I love that it's so female-based and pretty much everywhere Teru goes, she seems to get a new woman interested in her. Like, um, for instance, one of the superheroes, I think she's... You're gesturing at me. One of the superheroes is um, a lass called um, Plitz, who is, Plitz, who is otherwise known as Lady Black. She's the... A friend called Stolips. <laughs> she has um, a. Um, she is the superhero of Switzerland, and she has healing powers. Just the one. I mean, they only need one. Superhero well, they only have one. They only have one superhero. So Terry is a superhero of Japan, and um, Spirit is a superhero of Russia. 
Stardust, the psycho who looks like David Bowie, is the UK superhero. That oh, kind yeah. of they thing. Always get the the evil film. one is always British, yeah. Anyway, um, she originally starts off as not seeming to like terror at all and kind of abusing her and calling her stupid all the time. But they quickly bond when they go on a hike and they're now kind of rather, I don't know. Bonding love Haiti buddies and at one point Aiko did actually express a slight jealousy at the fact that she was now hanging out with all these girls but I'm pretty sure she will end up with Aiko as Endgame. So this show is called? I haven't finished talking about it yet but this is called Shy and it was the unexpected hit for me I, I really because everybody kept going oh it just sounds like a MHA for girls but I feel like it's much more about just finding yourself that she is becoming to terms with her powers, with her courage, with not being such a socially awkward shut-in. I love all of that. And for somebody What's a shut-in, sorry, is that an introvert? Yeah, somebody that doesn't like going out. Because she does explain at one point that Aiko um, wants to say thank you for everything she's done for her by taking her out shopping and doing lots of nice stuff, basically going on a date. And she kind of freaks out and explains that whenever she has to socialise or do anything like that, then she basically has to spend like the next week recovering because it takes so much out of her. So I really related to that. And I like that it is shown as being a genuine problem for her, that she's not kind of like, ooh, I'm so shy, but not that she is genuinely, really painfully shy. And the last episode that we had was absolutely outstanding. I'm not going to give too much away, but basically it was another showdown with stigma and um, a new accomplice of his and it was really freaking creepy who's stigma and the like, like i said he's the main villain he's oh, the okay, creepy yeah. boy that looks like near that has the horrible kind of body horror powers okay so it is an excellent show um, I love the theme tune. I mean, you could be for forgiving that they were thinking it was just like a regular teen show theme. But I like that because you have um, all the superheroes again appearing, looking as though they're in some kind of slice of life teenage um, anime. But it is all about superheroes. I just... Mm -hmm think it makes a difference that it is not all yeah. oh, look at these muscles look at all these people in spandex it's just like this is a character driven anime mm -hmm. this is about the superheroes and their relationships with each other and her relationship with Aiko so I love that so it's called Shy and I would give it uh oh maybe an eight and a half out of ten you just did like a nipple tweaking gesture then <laughs> so I think it is probably a better ah, so out of five then so out of five, it'd be four and a half. So I think it's a slightly better show than I'm in love with the villainess. But I'm in love with the villainess is slightly more fun, if that makes any sense. So that's more of a laugh. But I think Shy is better written, voiced, etc. Okay, so two reviews down, two to go. What's right, next? Spy Family. Spy so Family. Spy Family has come back for its second season, and as usual, it remains kind of like a show of two halves in that. One is action-packed and focusing on Twilight and on Yore. It's great, but it still has a tendency to do all these kind of little bullshitty one-off episodes, which is like the, the dog runs away and then he tries to find Lloyd so he doesn't have to eat Yore's cooking or whatever. And it's like, I want to watch an anime with proper storylines. It's like, look, I know that this anime is really successful. But Parents' Evening is lasting half a season. Yeah, like one time, I mean, this was in last season, not this season. There was a whole storyline about um, you're trying to get um, Anya her lunch. It's like, 
why do we need this? So it's like, it really does feel like they're like, oh, these characters are so popular that we can just do whatever we like. And it's like, no, you've got to have an actual story with actual stakes. But then, I mean, quite a few shows do that, don't they? I mean, hell of a boss with that uh, recent episode. Oh, let's not get Mammon. onto that again. Mammon. I still haven't recovered from Mammon and the lack of Moxie and Millie. I don't think that was the name of the episode, although it should have been. <laughs> but either way, um, the the um, creator of Spy Family is quite open about the fact that he doesn't like the series and that yeah. he wishes he could be drawing anything else. It's oh, like, let some else yeah, then. give it to someone else. I know it's a bit designed by committee, but people like it. He, he does seem to have a bad case of the Urges and it's just like, don't be like that. Just give it to somebody else if you're fed up with it. But um, I was thinking, or has because it started off with a really promising first episode where um, poor Yor has recently had a job and she's ended up getting um, shot in the butt. Which, and unfortunately, um, Lloyd is under the impression that he's doing something wrong. So he spends the entire episode trying to take her on a dream date, but she can't do anything because obviously her butt hurts. So he like takes her to the theater. He takes her walking around. He takes her to a nice restaurant. But she obviously can't sit <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. And it only stops hurting when somebody tries to assassinate her. But whatever it is that she drinks, she's built up an immunity to it. So it just gets rid of the hurt bum. <laughs> so... So things like that I like. And there are other little side stories, like, for instance, his mate Frankie, who's hopeless with girls, mm -hmm. he's trying to find um, her cat and he manages to get Yor to help him. And he's kind of made himself a little robot suit to find this cat, to kind of spray catnip, only it goes a bit wrong and he ends up with all these cats around and trying to pull him off him in Europe. <laughs> so bits like that are hilarious. Okay, that sounds good. I love that. But I'm really not keen on the bits of Anya at school. I know Anya is technically speaking the... She's part of this spy family. Unofficial main character of spy family. But I'm really... She's the focaliser. I'm really not that interested in kid characters, particularly boarding schools. I know that sounds ironic considering that I've just been Every talking about I'm in love with the villainess. I know, it's just after a certain point... Look, I don't want to see any more kids at school. It's like they've almost forgotten uh, about Operation I, Strict, which is the whole reason why maybe, we're doing this in the maybe, first place. Maybe you're like outside of the core audience. So when it's focusing on Twilight and Yore, then it's great. And this is why um, the last couple of episodes have really looked up because it's realised, oh, yeah, Yore isn't just this um, socially inept lady who can't cook. She's a world-class assassin. So now she's got shot in the butt. <laughs> so now they've put her on a mission where she's um, being a bodyguard for this um, gangster's wife. And um, so, unfortunately, um, the cruise that she's helping the gangster's wife on is also a cruise that Anya has managed to win a prize to go on. So she's got the really awkward situation in which she is trying to look after this woman and make sure she doesn't get murdered while knowing that Anya and Lloyd are on the same cruise ship and um, trying to have a holiday. So, so far, um, that is absolutely brilliant. I saw the most recent episode and that was just a real return to form. I loved it. It showed Yor at the height of her powers, going around just completely disconnocorating people. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. So thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, and um, a lovely scene with Anya throwing a huge tantrum because she wanted a key ring. Mm -hmm. But then she looked out of the 
out of the door, realize that mm -hmm. um, Yor was about to start attacking this assassin. And obviously she doesn't want Lloyd to ever find out that um, Yor is an assassin because obviously she knows everybody's identities. She knows he's a spy. She knows Yor is an assassin. She knows that Bond can read minds, but she doesn't want any no she can read mine sorry bond is psychic sorry about the interruption from the horsefly bike <laughs> yeah they're everywhere they're horrible so she's the only one that's aware of everybody's secret powers and she doesn't want anybody to find out in case they all break up and she ends up having to go back to the orphanage so she doesn't want that so she then tries to distract Loy by getting him to put on as many kind of tacky cruise clothes as possible so oh you mean the shit shirt party yeah like all these um ghastly ties with whales on and things with shrimp on so when it's good it's really really good it's just sometimes it does just think oh let's rest on our lovels and i don't think a show can afford to do that and um, particularly not when you're having to wait a week a time for it because then you're like oh i really want to watch spy family and then so there's... do they not do like bulk release of anime they do sometimes i think like when it's the beginning of the season they might release like maybe two episodes but at it's a time one a week yeah and sometimes if there's a hold up you end up getting some kind of filler episode which is just basically a previously on bloody blah, blah, blah with choice clips which can work but sometimes it doesn't oh, no. like what well, that to me is a complete waste of time I'd, i would be like I would rather That's just wait. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I would wait till next week. Unless it's to, you've got absolutely no memory and you need to remind <laughs> it. Like there was one episode that was mostly focusing on yours, brother Yuri, who is really unpopular due Does to... Does he ice skate? <laughs> no, he's really unpopular. One, because he works with the secret police and two, because he fancies his sister. So we were like, oh, do we have one? to have another... Yeah, what is with that? Why are there so many incestuous siblings in anime? What is this about? Is this some kind of fetish that people have? Bring back the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> we like a bit of tentacles, no incest though. Ew. No incestuous tentacles. Oh, yuck. <laughs> so, um, okay, Spy Family... Um, I would give that the season so far because it really has picked up these last two episodes. I would give it a seven and a half. I just out of ten. Yeah, I just don't. And out of five. What is that? Is that three and a half? Three point two five. I just don't like too many filler episodes that are just about um. Yuri or about the dog I mean I like Bond don't get me wrong but I don't think he has enough pizzazz to have an entire episode about him I do really like the opening titles though because it is um it, ha is, it has them kind of dancing towards the viewer with their kind of like feet becoming really big <laughs> I know that sounds bizarre. Like a chorus line. <laughs> yeah. One singular sensation. <laughs> and um, yeah, you get Anya doing it and then Bond appears. Um, so she's kind of riding Bond while their feet are big. And then you've while got... While their feet are big. <laughs> Look, just... Oh, I will God. put... It's not that their feet are big, it's near. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, I will right. put this... I shall demonstrate. Near. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you've watched Sesame Street. Yeah. So I will put this opening credits up to show you what I'm talking about. And so many people have watched this while sequence. While their feet are big. <laughs> and you've got Lloyd making them tea while they're in a car or on top of a plane. And you've got everybody going, oh, wasn't he great? Husband material. Where oh can gosh, I find a guy like Lloyd? Big. 
I wish it wasn't called Lloyd. It's not a sexy name. Hey, it's, I'm Lloyd. Especially since the way they spell it is L-O-I-D, which I swear nobody has ever nobody been called like ever. That. Exactly. I That'd just be like, Lloyd. I know. That, that, that's not a name. So anyway, okay, that's Spy Family done now. So, yep, I'm enjoying it so far, but I still has a while has to go before do. it's as good as um, I'm in love with the villainess and okay. shy, to be honest. So, fourth out of four. Yep, sure. So, this is 16-bit sensation, another layer. layer. Not another level, like I said earlier. So, 16-bit sensation, ow. So, it is apparently based on an existing video game. I mean, I imagine it's got the same plot because I've seen um, pictures of the um, main character, so Kanoa. Does this involve somebody dying? Um, no, she, okay. for a change, it does not. So basically, she is this girl that really, really likes Basojo games, which is a um, genre of video game that's about cute girls doing stuff. Just cute girls doing stuff? I don't like mean cooking stuff, mama. although she does seem to or be like into that kind bubble. of thing. Um, just the cute lasses having adventures. I mean, how would you, like, have a big drama set around the world of Puzzle Bobble? <laughs> well, possibly. I mean, how did they end up being dragons in the first place or a big drama set around Pac-Man? Anyway, um, the storyline is... Well, no, no, wait until he com combats his eating disorder. <laughs> she is a background artist for a really kind of iffy video game company which makes things like um, World's Greatest Milfs or something like that. So she is not making the video game of her dream. She wishes she could be back. But she's just in the background for it. Is she wearing like a green cat suit? She, no, she's just drawing screen. the art. She's just drawing people's backs and whatever. She's not even doing any of the porny bits. So she wishes that she could go back to the days of early video games, or at least 90s video games, where they were making all these classics that she loves, but they don't seem to be making anymore because they don't make enough money. So one day she finds herself in this strange little shop owned by this old lady that has all these fantastic video games from the past that she manages to get dirt cheap. And once um, she opens one of these video games, she doesn't work this out until far later, but she goes back in time to the year that this video game was made. Ooh. So it is quite a cool time-travelling concept about going back through video game. And each time she goes into the past, she finds herself in this same um, video game company called Alcohol Soft which is owned by um, a rather hands-off manager and um, his son is pretty much in charge, even though he's only like a teenage boy. He's called Mamoru and he's a bit serious and um, he believes that um, Windows will ruin everything. <laughs> he does not want Windows to become a thing. He's really upset that they're talking about putting their video games on Windows. Mm. At one point, he's so kind of distraught by this, he even goes... Um, out of a window. No, he even goes to Comic Cat dressed up as his favourite type of computer because he's convinced that Windows is just going to make that completely obsolete and then he doesn't want to work for computers anymore. It's also got some cute girls called... Um, what are they called? Um, Kauri and um, Maiko. They're, they're two of the workers there. And there's also this guy that's um, always, always whinging about the fact they're not making sexy games, who, for whatever reason, is always wearing this kind of strange helmet thing and has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. What, is he gimp? <laughs> he looks like a gimp, but he he's not. He sexy games and he's smoking, so he's like he's, he's, he's like a nerdy kind of wannabe gimp. So um, she loves 
this because they are making the sorts of games that she always wanted to make, even though they don't believe she's from the future at first because she's like saying, I can show you all these things that I've got on my iPad, but unfortunately she hasn't brought her charger, so she just looks like this maniac waving things around in their faces. Mm -hmm. But um, each time she comes back, she never looks any different and she's generally wearing the same clothes. So Mamoru at least is convinced that she is coming from the future and she does know all this stuff. And um, I'm really liking it. Some people are saying that they find her kind of annoying and her voice a bit grating. But I like her enthusiasm because if you're somebody that works in creative industries, you can understand her whole wanting to make something significant that matters rather than just something sleazy that makes money. I mean, I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. And, um, and, and I just thought it was a really nice... Um, change the time traveling concept that it was about something that she wanted to do and um and but she does worry that every time she goes into the future or rather into the past when she comes back one of the games that she bought disappears off the shelf so she doesn't know if that means that they're being erased from existence or whether it's just she doesn't need them anymore now she's gone back to the past but um, either way, it is a whole big mystery. And speaking of mysteries, I believed it was going to be like a Back to the Future type romance where she was setting up her parents. I was under the impression that maybe Mamoru could be her dad. And this last that she called, um, some last called Toya was going to be her mum because she looks almost exactly like her. But that does, it doesn't seem to be going that way anymore. So that seems to have been a red herring. So, hey. I'm here. You look like you were falling asleep. No, no. I know. I was here. So I find it thoroughly enjoyable. I mean, I have seen some people complaining that they think, oh, this is so obviously catering to millennials because there are lots of lovely references. Like at one point, she is looking at a Nostradamus prophecy about how the world is going to end <laughs> in 2000. And another point, you've got a lady in a... Um, a news broadcast talking about the millennial bug and so on. Oh, God. And, um, no, not the millennial <laughs> bug. It's the millennium The millennium bug. bug. See, yeah. it's late. I'm tired. I'm a bit tipsy. <laughs> but either way, um, I... <laughs> I really like it. I, I do find myself remembering all these things like CD-ROMs. I can remember the AL bit. What's the full title? 16-bit sensation. 16-bit sensation. Another layer. Although, 16-bit sensation. Drama was introduced Ow. in the most recent couple of episodes because they're now they've made a ton of money because they've made a successful game because there seems to be like a good couple of years in between each visit and um, unfortunately this shady guy is like oh I could put you on a console and you're like this doesn't seem good and the manager who back until now has been a bit of a background character it's clear he's really really desperate and ever so slightly oily and you're like oh this doesn't bode well especially since alcohol soft does not exist in the present day and, um, yeah, the manager's like, ooh, um, I've um, invested in .com. And you're like, dude, no, do not do that. Why? What's wrong with .com? Because loads of people um, invested money in companies that did not exist. They just got taken for a ride and were just lost thousands. Oh. And that was the case in Japan as well. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's not like anything I've seen before. And I found it quite coincidentally it as well. It seems to be a unique concept. I know. That, that's and why I like it so much. there's a boarding school in sight. Yeah, it's nice having... I mean, Any I, incest. It's nice having a character who's an adult. I mean, admittedly, she's 19. So she's still a teenager. But nonetheless, she's working. She's not 
she's not at school. She's not doing, but other than the whole time traveling business, she's not doing some other kind of random crap. So I really like that, and I want to see the rest of it. So, and uh, it's got it's got a really good opening titles as well because it first looks like an old fashioned computer oh, game. Wow. So it's got do 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 do. It, it sounds like one. It looks like one. It's all kind of pixelated, oh, wow. and then it goes back to her kind of illustrating her room and the, that she's obviously a massive kind of nerd with all these images from the computer so, games. Rach. We are coming up to the 40-minute Yeah, mark. yeah, I know. 10 what? minutes per thing. What are we reviewing next? Right, so oh, we didn't give that a mark out of 10. Oh, yeah, give your mark out so of 10. So scores on the doors for this one would have to be, I would say, I would give it about the same as Spy Families. I would give it three and a half out of five. So we're... And out of 10? What's that? Seven. seven. Yep, seven. So there, there is room for improvement, but I am enjoying the ride. So, okay, after this one, the next anime that we're going to be reviewing will be... It is going to be the gene of AI. Wow. Ooh, a further follow-up. Which, yes, because obviously we do the episode like mm -hmm. this where we introduce them while I'm first watching them yeah. and then if they're good enough to carry on watching then a proper on. one yeah exactly and I've been meaning to do that for a while it's just obviously a lot of things like unexpected hell of a episodes and so forth unexpected <laughs> item in the bagging area precisely but um anyway um I until next time love you guys love you and have great time watching anime so see ya bye, bye. thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at TentaclesNot on Twitter. And on Facebook, our page is called Not Just Tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.